Hey Coconuts, recently inflation numbers have been on the rise. I'm sure you know, you don't need me to tell you. And all these economists, when they tell you, all these are delayed information. You and I, we feel it on the ground, right? Everything is becoming more expensive. Petrol prices are going up. Food prices are going up. Everything is going up. I was traveling to Turkey previously and when I came back, I really felt it. But now, now, the numbers are coming in and it looks scarier and scarier. And I'm very happy, very happy that our darling Sien Long has finally taken a different position to say that we need to clamp down on this inflation situation. Because for the longest time, for the longest time in the mainstream media, we always hear this word called, we are price takers. Which made me wonder, eh? Then everyone else don't need to take the price. (laughs) Only we take the price? The reality is everyone takes the price. Some people just have more abilities to negotiate the price that they want. Okay, so that is the discussion that we need to have and I'm very happy we are finally thinking about that. But on our personal level, what can we do to then play in this high inflation environment? Welcome back to the show. Good morning, everyone. I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're blunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices, and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it. Ultimately, empowering us to create a life we love for managing our finances well. My name is Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut, and today we're going to spend some time to talk about the big topic of the time high inflation and how do we play in this space. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. But before I begin, I want to establish a few points. The first thing is inflation in itself is a delayed data set, right? It means by the time all your mainstream media or your economists or whichever bank guy come out and say, oh yeah, inflation numbers, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so you'll be like, uh, bro, I already know. I already know. <laughs> my one my time me is like, now what, $4? My guy fund is like, what, $4 now? And maybe you go to CBD is five, six, seven, right? And when my petrol prices are, it's like, hey guys, I already know what you tell me now. <laughs> So, so it's not very helpful in trying to plan for the longer term. Um, and it's also an interesting situation where these delayed data sets, they, they are very hard to predict the future, but they can inform you what is happening. So what is an ongoing situation? Right? So don't, don't need to mesmerize over these numbers, but recognize that, oh, okay, as the numbers come in, they're just telling you what is the reality today. The other big point is that different countries measure inflation differently. And in Singapore, the CPI index, which is a core inflation index that we use to measure, actually does not factor in property prices, right? We use rental price as the core inflation, which is why recently when you see our CPI went up to 4 point something percent, 3 point something percent, historical high, blah, blah, blah. And you see a lot of renters are complaining, right? You see all this coverage by mainstream media say, oh, rent is getting very high. We have to downsize, blah, blah, blah. So so that is the reason reality of uh, the situation so be, be aware of this and do not um, overly 
get riled up by some of the other inflation numbers by other countries, right? But in Singapore, we do not measure property prices, right? So you can see it from different ways. And I've established this in an earlier episode, uh, trying to understand inflation in Singapore. Um, yeah, if you are a homeowner, then be like, oh yeah, okay, my property prices are moving and, and okay. But if you're not a homeowner, then you'll be like, hey, but the, C- the inflation number is so low. Why are property prices keep moving? What is happening? Because like it or not, a lot of us do see owning a property as a part and parcel of life. And if property prices keep moving up, inflation numbers look low, is it really helping you to achieve what you want to achieve? Well, that's a question mark. And the last little thing is that inflation and interest rates are two different things. And you'll be like, yeah, duh. <laughs> one is interest rate, one is inflation. Of course, they are different things. The reality is a lot of times when you hear in mainstream media or when you look at papers or you listen to experts, they always talk about these two things very closely, right? So it's like when you hear inflation, you will hear interest rates. Because uh, to put it simply, it's like when you're sick, okay? If you're sick with a particular thing, you need to take medication, right? So... So in the realm of the economy, interest rates is then that medication to try to dampen inflation, right? Because there's a belief that if you increase the interest rates, it becomes more expensive for people to participate and then, yeah, inflation numbers will come down, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to believe in this. You don't even have to agree, okay? Some of you may be very sophisticated. You read a lot. You want to see a different perspective and you think that, okay, maybe this kind of monetary policies don't work, whatever, right? So that's a different discussion altogether. But the very fact is high inflation numbers will definitely affect our quality of life we don't need the economists to tell us right like if our wages stay stagnant and then everything else becomes more expensive it directly impacts our quality of life And to make it a little bit worse for our fellow Singaporeans, we have all these other countries that are also experiencing high inflation, importing all this high inflation. And, you know, it's affecting their local supply chain. You start to see them needing to ban exports, right? So India, I think, banned sugar and flour. Um, Of course, the famous ayam ban, right? So (laughs) Malaysia has stopped exporting, or at least stopped exporting a big amount of chicken to Singapore. And of course, uh, fun fact, right, for all of you that don't know, Indonesia has banned okay palm oil exports and when they announced the ban I was like okay ma you know I don't really eat palm oil <laughs> turns out that a lot of FMCG products all your chocolates cookies and a lot of those things there's actually a lot of palm oil inside but all that aside if you go to the supermarket today and you see cooking oil that means whatever it's called cooking oil they, they don't specify to tell you what kind of vegetable is this oil from not olive la, not peanut not not whatever like soybean not sunflower all the oils that never say what kind of you know vegetables is coming from actually are all palm oil right so uh, there are a lot of fried chicken a lot all these things they all use palm oil it's a very very interesting fact of course uh, not the best situation i'm sure going forward the next few months gonna be very very hard whether will this situation prolong, will inflation numbers stay high, will all these food shortages continue to exist and blah, blah, blah. This one's a little bit hard to tell. At least for me, I don't have uh, deep experts in this kind of supply chain. I, I don't know enough. But I am very happy to hear that our leaders of the day have moved away from this idea of price takers. Oh, we are, oh, we are price takers. We have no choice, blah, blah, blah. Rubbish! Okay, that's so laissez-faire. And for all of you that don't understand laissez-faire, essentially it's free market, letting the market do its thing it's a french word Uh, but the reality is there are many things that we can do we can subsidize fuel prices we can make malaysia sign some sort of trade pact that 
forces them to give us a constant supply of chicken at the same time maybe we can uh, in- input capital to build their train network you know so there are many things that we can do that uh, why aren't we doing those things right and, and just uh, peddle this idea of uh, we, are, we are a small country we have no choice uh, we, we can only take the price you know it's rubbish <laughs> so, so this is an idea of the past and I'm very happy we have moved on I hope that um, in the shortest period of time we as a nation and our leaders can faster do something uh, take out you know, whatever that they need to take out from their war chest to manage this situation because it's going to impact the people massively and I'm sure many people are concerned. But beyond the little bit of bread and butter situation that I think many people will face, a lot of us will have some money sitting around and we will then ask ourselves, oh, how do we then thrive? How do we play in this high inflation environment? Because truth be told, in any environment, some people will do better, some people will do a little bit worse. And it's variable depending on what resources we have, which stage of life we are at, what are we concerned about, what are our natural strengths and disadvantages. All these things will affect how we perform in different environments. So in the high inflation environment, I think there are a few things that we can do to try to, yeah, survive better or maybe even thrive in these kind of high inflation environment. And I'm going to start with the first point. The first point of how do you thrive in a high inflation environment is to buy more, buy now and store. And I just want to say coconuts, if uh, this is the last episode that you're going to hear from me, then you know already I got some ISD... (laughs) someone ring me up okay because the government narrative today with NTUC coming up and say all these things is to say that oh you know relax don't panic you know we have all these supplies and blah 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 which I think we do okay for all of you that don't know Singapore does store a lot of rice and grains you know to prepare for you know hard times like like today you know or even as hard as going to war right so a lot of those things right it's hey there's a reason why rice and wheat are Pretty much the carbs of many, many, many civilizations. You would say civilizations are built on these things, right? Because they are very small, very easy to store, and they pack a punch, right? So a lot of countries have big storages of these things, huh? but that's a story for another day. So the idea here is that uh, we, as a country, probably already have a lot of these things stored to the best of our ability. But as an individual, okay, and as an individual, what should we do then? Should we really just uh, let it go and just wait? And, you know, I see so many interviews of all these people saying, oh yeah, 政府讲, wah, 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 so we will just wait and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll not buy more. But in my head, it's like, guys, if you can buy more, go and buy more, right? Store all the grains that you can store. You know, buy like 100 kg of rice, you know, a few hundred liter of oil you know some of your basic necessities buy more and uh, store it right if you have the space you have the ability to go and do it because like it or not nobody knows what's going to happen going forward and if inflation numbers persist if every month inflation numbers are high right two percent three percent five percent by the law of 72 right i'm sure you guys know the rule of 72 which is if you divide any divide 72 by whatever number the ultimate number that comes out of this division is the multiplier the number of months that it takes for something to double right so if inflation numbers go at 12 percent okay 72 divided by 12 that is six months prices are going to double okay of whatever things that you buy so yeah in high inflation environment please buy store keep it if you can This, this will help you mitigate whatever price movements out there And the interesting story was when I was in Turkey. So I traveled to Turkey to experience vividly this high inflation environment. I'm sure everyone knows by now that Turkey is in a mess with this uh, lira dropping like crazy. And yeah, essentially 
food prices and daily necessity prices are just all over the place. And when I was there, my most vivid experience was this lady that I bought bread from. And while I was eating in her store, she took down the sign and wiped it out and wrote a different price. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, I beat inflation by five minutes. Right, but the, the reality is, as a tourist, as someone that is not from the country, I didn't hold lira. I was holding a foreign currency, so I was changing on the go. I change what I need, I buy. I change what I need, I buy. But for a lot of people that are living there, you know, you see them buying a lot at once. Whatever money they can get, immediately they buy. And this is well documented in history. For the longest time in history, every time there was high inflation, whether it's in Germany, whether it's in the US, People literally run to buy things immediately because what's going to happen is if inflation numbers are very high or prolongs and stays very high, um, every dollar that you make, every moment, it is you know becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. So for all of you listening in, if you have some space at your home, you have some sort of cash sitting around, which I presume you have, then maybe you can take stock on some of these things and store them somewhere. And to be fair, there are a lot of interesting projects that you can do on the side, right? You can preserve your own chai shim, you can, I don't know, make your own sausages, you know, a lot of things that are ingenious in our ancestral roots, right? <laughs> and I, all these ancient civilizations, they have found many ways to store products for an extended period of time. Um, and because of the whole refrigeration process and the whole short supply chain that we live in today's world, everything is fresh. We no longer care about these things. It's either frozen or fresh. We, you know, when we buy dried stuff, you know, or when we buy um, preserved stuff, it's for the flavor. <laughs> it's for the flavor. Wow, it's not like flavor. I miss this flavor, right? But, but the reality is people, in the past they do all these preservation projects okay maybe they don't call it project lah. to them it's really a preservation kind of thing <laughs> they, they do all these preservation to tide through long winters to tide through uh, seasons of Lao to tide through life right so maybe it's time that we you know as a community as a modern day civilization uh, maybe also explore some of these things right can we preserve some of these things ourselves because uh, of course you buy the preserved ones already it's very expensive so yes, if you decide to, uh, after listening to this, embark on some Chai Sim project or make your own Lap Chong project or whatever preservation project that you're going on for, make your own kimchi. Kimchi is damn easy to make, okay? The simple ones, so not the not the complicated, the OG Korean guys, you know, but the, the simple way of making kimchi, it, it makes it a lot more affordable and more flavorful, okay? So if you're going to do some of these things, tag me, let me know at the, at the Financial Coconut Instagram, okay? I, I want to be able to uh, propagate some of these ideas. So yes, buy more, buy now and store and maybe a three to six month kind of storage um, capacity will be good, right? So if prices come to be a bit stable, good, good on you. If prices continue to move up, you can find certain ways to um, at least tie through for a longer period. It gives you a little bit more stability. And for fun fact for all of you, time before the US was the sole dominant power and capitalism was the only thing, in the past, countries actually report how much grains they make, you know, how much... Uh, steel did they create this year how much pork did they did they manage to rear and all these things time before us was the only system especially during the time where the ussr was still a big thing uh yeah pe- countries actually reported that right so if you think about it maybe at home we should also evaluate huh? not just based on how much money we have in our account or how much assets we have but I, how much rice do i have uh, in the cupboard uh, you know how much 
<laughs> some, some, something like that, okay? So, if you do that, uh, don't tag me, okay? But if you do any preservation project, you can tag me. Which brings me to point number two, and that is to take up loans on big ticket items, okay? In the same currency where inflation is happening. I will share with you a little bit more afterward from our sponsor. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, so for most of us, we will be taking loans in our home currency. Rarely do we take loans in other people's currency, but I just wanted to put it out there as a caveat, right? Because if you so happen to take loans in other people's currency, whether it's the US dollar, Chinese, RMB, or like Ringgit, or for whatever reason you take loans in other currencies, um, then there are other dynamics that you need to care about. You know, when other people's currencies become uh, more expensive or cheaper, how is that going to affect you and all that? That's a whole different discussion altogether. But the idea of taking up more loans in time of high inflation is the same idea when people talk about compounding. Oh, yeah, invest early, compound, you know, 8%, 10%, you compound, compound, the effects exponential at the end. I'm sure you don't need me to repeat. Uh, there are a lot of people talking about this compounding effect. But in my episode talking about the compounding effect, I also talk about the discounting effect, which is the vector opposite of compounding, right? So compounding is up, 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 up. Discounting is down, 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 and exponentially. And in, in inflation, essentially, is a discount on the currency that you have. If you have $1 today, inflation is at 2%. In other words, this same $1 after a whole year is going to be only worth $0.98. Cents. Not that not that this $1 suddenly shrink and change number become 98 uh. No, it's just that this $1 at the end of one year in a year of 2% inflation can only yield you about $0.98 cents worth of things if you were to buy it at today's price. In other words, if you $1 today, at today's price, you can buy a 100 uh, tauge. Let's say 100 bean sprouts. Okay, you go to the market, tell the auntie, I got $1, how many bean sprouts I can buy? She give you 100. <laughs> at the end of one year, that same $1 can only buy you 98 bean sprouts. You get the idea? So that's the whole idea of inflation. And this thing is also exponential. It also compounds. It's just that it's on a different direction. So it's called discounting. So in a high discount environment or high inflation environment where your money is getting discounted at a very high rate not just two percent right it's discounted as like five percent eight percent even ten percent right there are times where inflation numbers were off the roof right and we don't need to go there but the reality is if inflation numbers stay so high whatever money you borrow today they just keep getting cheaper it just keeps getting cheaper, cheaper and cheaper. So the loan that you loan in today's price, at the end of 10 years, 20 years, when you pay finish the mortgage or you pay finish um, whatever your car loans or whatever loans that you take, it's going to be a lot cheaper. And so if we take um, a property as an example, right, because that's probably the biggest thing that you will buy, uh, take a property as an example, whether or not the property prices will end up becoming higher at the end of the, the, the whole loan tenure, that's a different discussion, right? But there's a general tendency that in high inflation environment, asset prices do move up. There is some sort of correlation there, but I cannot say for sure. 
But what I can be very certain is in an environment of high inflation, the mortgage that I take, which is the amount of money that I borrow to own this property now, is going to be much, much cheaper because the inflation number is going to discount the loan down, 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 down. And so to put it in real money terms, let's say today I loan a million dollars to buy a property. Okay, this one million dollars I loan and inflation rate is at 5%. Okay, let's say inflation is at 5%. At the end of this one year, this same million dollar will not shrink. Uh, the million dollar doesn't become smaller. Okay, <laughs> like, like it's still a million dollars worth of loan. But the same million dollar at the end of the year can only buy you 950,000 worth of things if you bought it today. Okay, so, so it's a little bit of an abstract idea, but you just want to see it as this idea of money shrinking, right? Your money becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And how fast is it shrinking is directly correlated with the inflation rate. Essentially, that's what inflation is looking at, money shrinking. So in an environment where inflation is very high, your money is just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And all the money, even the money you borrow, is also shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. So at the end, when you pay it back, right, you'll be like, okay, lor, just pay back <laughs> the whatever million dollar that you pay at the end of 20 years is going to be worth much much smaller and if you want to push this idea even further if your mortgage rates that means the loan that you're taking is at three percent but inflation is at five percent you are essentially making two percent you know not in a sense of like oh you are really making that money but the the inf the money that you borrow is shrinking so much that even if you account for mortgage interest rates you are still benefiting Right, so so, and, and okay, and that is not to say suddenly, oh, if you take this snippet, uh, all these salespeople take this snippet and say, hey, you see the financial economy say, ah, uh, uh, rent money, ah, uh, faster go and borrow money now uh, and buy property. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that this is the situation in a high inflation environment. Your money is shrinking, and so if you can afford to keep up with the mortgages or you can afford to pay back these loans, that means you have consistent cash flow to keep up with the loans. Then taking them now it's going to benefit you more because at the end, the money is going to shrink, right? So all the money that you borrow is going to shrink and there's a tendency for asset prices to go up in a situation of high inflation. Okay, so so this is a little bit, um, you know, I hope you understand. If you don't understand, come to our Telegram group. I'll try to explain it further. But uh, to the best of what I can, you know, uh, for like a better way to saying this is essentially what it means. Money keeps shrinking in a high inflation environment. It normally already shrink, high inflation shrink faster. And in that sense, if you can borrow to uh, buy big ticket items, let's say like property or maybe invest in something or, or buy businesses or, or whatever you, um, you may have an outsized impact, you know, that you can benefit from. Which brings me to point number three, and that is to invest in companies that have strong cash flow today. Because the same narrative runs, right? High inflation means money shrink faster, right? Money gets smaller and smaller in a faster rate. In other words, all these growth companies and all these companies that are trying to sell you the future, by the time the money come in, okay, by the time 10, 20 years later, when they actually start making money, that money is going to be way smaller in the future compared to now, compared to today. Right? So in that sense, uh, in environment when there's a lot of inflation, a, a lot of people will try to look at companies that can essentially spit out cash today, right? Because they're already making a lot of good money. And yeah, that, that is essentially the crux of the system 
system and how it works, right? And you hear this everywhere. All your analysts are saying, oh, there's a reverse to value. There's a blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever they use, whatever terms that they use, essentially what they're saying is to buy companies that are already making good money today um, and take their money to do something. Right? rather than buy into this future company that in the future can make you money and by then in the future that same money that they're going to make is already much smaller. And something else for all of us to think about is this whole big tech situation. Right? A lot of people look at big tech and big tech is sold down like crap. Of course, small tech is just sold down like mad. Right? I did a market updates with the team previously and you know, I'm sure they're all talking about it. Check out TFC Stock Geek Out if you haven't. That's our investing show. Right? And um, you, you already see all these small tech being sold down like mad. But a lot of big tech also have been sold down. And they are priced like they are tech companies or growth companies, you know. But the reality is a lot of these guys are value play. Their growth is very slow already. And they are just spitting out cash like no tomorrow, right? So your Amazon, uh, your Apple, or Google, or Facebook. Uh, they are all spitting cash. Microsoft, right? Adobe. They are making a lot of money. And, and they are essentially good value play by now. So when you look at them that way, their forward P.E. ratio, right, their price-to-earning ratio is at, what, 20 or sub-20? I think Facebook is at 15 or 16, right? And all your key locks, like your Coke, like all these other guys are trading at 40 price-to-earning ratio. Essentially, for every dollar that Facebook and Amazon make, you know, it is half the price, you know? <laughs> it's half the price than, than buying Coke and buying key locks, right? Some of these, like, safe bet and, and what have you, right? So, so... Think about it, right? There are, there are some interesting things going on in tech, especially big tech, specifically big tech, not especially, specifically big tech. These guys are churning money, spitting out money like no tomorrow. And I don't know why they are trading at these kind of prices, but that's not to say you should buy them. But the core idea is in an environment of high inflation, buy companies and invest in companies that are essentially already making money today and making good money today. Not something that will, you know, look into the future potentially, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but that, that, all that being said, uh, investors a little bit more sophisticated. You probably have a few different kind of uh, repertoire within your investment portfolio. And if you do the whole broad-based index funds, good, good on you. Right? There's no um, hard and fast on like what is good, what is better, or blah, blah, blah. And it depends on what are your parameters of discussion. Okay, so based on today's discussion of thriving in a high inflation environment, these are my three points. I'm going to sum them up again. Number one is to buy more, buy now and store. For the longest time, even countries reported their success of the country by the amount of steel that they create, the amount of grains that they have and all that, right? But following the rise of capitalism and the capitalism of today, everybody's just talking about GDP numbers. <laughs> That's a different discussion, but if you can buy more, buy now, and store in your house, at least something like a three to six months worth of supply, then you kind of have more resources to pe uh, pedal through this situation of high inflation. We won't know how long is this going to stay. Hopefully not too long, but if it stays a bit longer, then hey, you know, maybe you can store this and kind of ride out this uh, crazy times a little bit better. And point number two is to take up loans on big investment items or big ticket items in general because of high inflation environment. Uh, what is going to happen is your money is actually shrinking faster than before. And in such a situation, your loans are also shrinking. So the million dollar that you rent is also shrinking at the same time. So if you can do that, you can afford to keep up with your mortgage payments or your loan payments, depending on what you're borrowing them for, um, then yes, definitely 
definitely a good time to kind of explore something like that. And point number three is to invest in companies that can generate cash today. These companies that make good money today, they are essentially spitting cash and you can take the cash to do whatever you want, right? Whereas a lot of all these other investments are talking about the future line, the future, what's going to happen. And guys, at the end, if it's a high inflation for a long period of time, the future dollar is going to be way smaller than what it is today. So invest in value, invest in whatever they want, whatever big tech, all the things that people are saying. The core is not about this or that investment, but just to recognize that good companies that can make good money today will help you thrive in high inflation environment. With that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya. Hey, I hope you learned something useful today and truly appreciate that you took time off to better your life with the financial coconut. Knowledge is that much more powerful, interesting, or shared, debated, and discussed. Join our community telegram group, follow us on our socials, you know, send me your emails, hello at financialcoconut.com. All your questions, I want to connect with you, I want to hear from you, and yeah, we hope to build this pacer pack together, ultimately reaching the life you love while managing our finances well. And I'll see you next week. Okay, so next week, I want to talk a little bit about um, reopening our lives, right? So uh, recently, I saw an article by Today, and they were talking about how people are struggling with coming back to, you know, um, quote-unquote normal life, okay? Uh, and, and I know it's challenging, so I have some pointers that I've collated that I hope I can share with you guys and share with you coconuts so that we can all build our lives back in a in a stronger more fulfilling way okay so i think i think that's well needed and i just want to shout out to today i think today's journalism is much better than <coughs> other other big guys <laughs> so so i think today is doing quite a good job and uh you should follow today lah. what started as a free paper that people take at the mrt for all of you gen z that they're listening in you didn't know today started as this free paper that you know people pick up at the mrt station long time ago right? and today it is quite a reputable journalistic platform Right, so um, following today's article to talk about some of these challenges, I want to share my spin. So next week, we'll talk a little bit about reopening our lives, right? So some steps uh, to take beyond this harsh COVID measures of lockdown and in some ways, isolation, uh, in some ways, uh, reduce social interaction uh, for a few years. Yeah, It's not uh, immediately you come out immediately, woohoo, you can go back. It, it doesn't work that way. There's a lot that needs to be done and uh, there's small little, little things that we can do and I want to share with you some of my thoughts. So with that, take care and I hope um, yeah, we give ourselves a little bit more empathy to uh, reinvigorate our lives and come back you know, as a bigger social collective. Okay, No kanchong, relax. Um, as the world opens up, as our lives start to pick up pace again, it will be overwhelming. Uh, but yeah, just give yourself a little bit more space and recognize that, oh, as with any other thing, you want to lose weight, gain fitness, do pull-up, get promotion, invest, they all take time. Coming back to uh, rebuild your life also take time, space, energy, support, empathy. So yeah, take care. See you next week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 